On today's show, our guest is Ryan Anderson. Sometimes in life, you meet people that are truly inspiring, and Ryan is certainly one of those for me. His ability to pivot and succeed in the face of what might seem like overwhelming odds to you and I is unlike anything that I've ever encountered before. At some point in our lives, we've all been taken out of the proverbial comfort zone, and Ryan's ability to help others overcome their personal challenges again and again is nothing short of inspirational. You're probably wondering, Rob, what are you talking about? And fair enough, but here's the thing. Ryan is actually totally blind. And once you get five minutes into this interview, you'll completely forget that fact. And to me, that is truly inspirational. I'm fortunate to speak and encounter to so many different people from all walks of life in my business and, of course, on this podcast, and Ryan is one of the special few that will inspire you to want to do more. His ability to succeed in the face of what feels like huge barriers to an able-bodied person like myself is really awe-inspiring, and I know that you're going to love his go-all-in story. Please help me in welcoming Ryan Anderson. Hey, are you totally committed? Are you playing full out? Are you all in? Hi, my name is Robert Brass and this is the Go All In Podcast. Join me as we explore amazing stories of success, heartache and absolute triumph by those who have gone all in. I'm glad you're here, so let's get to it and do whatever it takes to go all in and create the life of your dreams. G'day, Ryan. Welcome to the Go All In podcast, mate. It's really great to have you on the show. I've been looking forward to this one for a while now. I have too. Uh, Thanks so much for having me. Well, before we kick off and talk about crazy Go All In life stories and all that type of thing, I like to start off with all of my guests with a little quick get to know you quiz. All you've got to do is tell me the first thing that comes to mind. It's in no particular order. It's pretty random. You ready to go? Absolutely. All right, man. So off air, you told me that you were interested in reading and you listened to a lot of different audio books. What do you prefer, personal development or the geeky sci-fi stuff? You know, I'm a life coach. I should say business development stuff, but I prefer the geeky uh, sci-fi stuff. I work all day. I need a little bit of mental relaxation at the end of it, so I geek out a little bit. Do you geek out on any sci-fi stuff that we wouldn't know? Uh, maybe uh, the series that I'm currently, it's not a series I'm reading, the author I'm currently reading does a lot of, it's called Literary RPG. So all the role-playing games that I've never played, uh, <laughs> they put in a book function. And so like it has, the, the character development's incredible, but it, it has like all the menus. It's like when you get like a, you can get different skills, different weapons, different whatever. And it like tells you all the, you know, benefits, strengths, weaknesses of all of them, but they make it into really incredible stories. So uh, I doubt many readers have read that, but I've kind of geeked out on some of those here recently. Very nice, very nice. All right, and, and tell me, are you into, into cardio or into weights? What do you prefer? You know, I grew up small town. Everything was about football and weightlifting, so I started out as a huge weightlifting guy. And now I do a lot of body weight stuff for cardio, and I do kettlebells for, for lifting. So I like to get that kind of nice, well-rounded physique. I don't like to focus on one over the other. But um, you know, I try to be as sexually and steadily as possible, so I figure you need both. Do you, do you ever get out there and go and challenge yourself with a really head, heavy deadlift or a heavy squat or something like that, or, or not really these days? Uh, not these days. I haven't since high school. Uh, mo- most of it's done now for just physical, but like cardio benefits and uh, a little bit of a aesthetic appeal. But not much since high school. 
I find when I'm in the gym pumping too many weights, I kind of get a little bit heavy. Once I'm above about, I kind of hover around 90 kilos. Once I'm yeah. above about 95 or 96 kilos, it's a little bit too much. I get really strong really quickly and I can, I can lift heavy, but living life like that is not very comfortable, right? It's not. You know, I had a bulging disc when I was in law school, and if you ever have one of those, you never want to have one again. So I'm, I'm okay uh, not killing myself weight-wise. <laughs> so I understand you do a little bit of yoga as well. How does that fit in the mix? So I started yoga, okay, because I'm like super competitive. So I'm always wanting to become better at what I do, athletics, whatever. And I started yoga because I wanted to be more flexible, right? However, what I discovered is I'm really body aware anyway, but I became so much more body aware, ended up making my other workouts better. So mm. I kind of fell in love with yoga because not only does it make your body feel better because you're stretching all those muscles and those injuries and those ligaments, all that stuff that you damage during lifting, but then your lifts now become better. And it's just been like an amazing experience from a cardio you know, activity, body awareness standpoint. Yeah, I must, I must admit that I've been contemplating going doing that for a while. As I get a little bit older, my flexibility is still really, really, really good. But I think I could yeah. add something into it that's a kind of a little bit, I guess, left of center for a person like me. It's not the sort of thing that a, a, an Aussie bloke, you know, 42 years old would go and do to a yoga class. I don't fit in a stereotype. I don't either necessarily, but you know, the, the girls are super hot and super friendly. So they're <laughs> accepting of all. I think you'd fit in quite nicely. There, there, was, there was one thing that turned me off it actually, because right out the front where I live, I live right on the beach in a place called Cronulla here in Sydney. And every now and then in the morning, if I go past at the right time, there's some classes that are happening up on the little boardwalk there on the beach. And yeah. I see yeah. everybody there doing their thing. And I, I walk past and I look and think, I'm not entirely sure or convinced I could get my body into those positions. That looks like really hard. Is it hard? It is. It is. It is. It is. It's all about the journey, man. But yeah, no, it's super difficult because those positions aren't, aren't normal and your balance isn't used to it. And most like you're not, even if you work out lift, your muscles aren't used to holding yourself in that position. So it really is about like the journey and the mental aspect of it. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's super worth it. And the, the cool thing about yoga people is they're really open-minded and they're really accepting. So you meet some really cool, genuine people uh, along the way that are, that are really encouraging. So even though you may look kind of like a fool in the beginning, everybody's been there and everybody knows it and everybody knows you'll get better. So yeah, it's a, it's a super cool group. I, I recommend it, man. Especially on the beach. You're yeah. on the beach. Oh, you can't pass that. Come on. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you're making it a very convincing argument there. Maybe I should just uh, take that leap of faith and, and have a crack at it and, you know, don't be so self-conscious about it all, all the time. Yeah. It's not such yeah. a bad thing, right? Absolutely, man. Come on. Cool, cool. Hey, you tell me, when you, were, when you were growing up, did you watch basketball? Or did you watch NFL? What did you – it was mostly NFL, you said, right? In the, I was an NFL guy, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you, did you play any other sports when you were growing up? I did. Uh, I grew up uh, like most, you know, small town American kids: football, basketball, baseball. Who's your team? So, I'm such a terrible team person. So I grew up a San Francisco 49ers, Dallas Cowboy fan. Back when both teams were like playing each other for the Super Bowl all the time, mm -hmm. because I, I kind of tend to like quarterbacks, and the two best quarterbacks were, at the time were Joe Montana, Troy Aikman, and uh, I like winners. So I, I don't like watching losing teams. So, like, right now I'm a huge Patriots fan because Tom Brady and they've won, you know, all kinds of Super Bowls. 
So I'm like, I'm a terrible fan for the like definition of fan because I kind of go with winners because I don't like you watching crappy football. Yeah, fair, <laughs> so, enough. Yeah. fair enough. Fair enough. All right, Ryan. Well, that's a little bit of fun to kick off the podcast there, and maybe some people listening in, friends and family, would have learned something that they didn't already know about you, particularly with that left to center yoga stuff. That's kind of kind of mm-hmm. cool. So thank you for sharing that with us. Well, mate. People come on over to the Go All In podcast to learn more about others that have gone all in. So if you could, mate, could you please share with us your biggest Go All In story or stories and the lessons that you've learned from your commitment to success? Okay, I've gone all in several times. So uh, when I started my entrepreneurial journey, it was because I hated my job. I have a law degree and I, I hated to sit behind a desk all day, research, writing, uh, doing all that kind of crap. So I went all in with real estate is where I got my start mm-hmm. and, you know, did the whole rehab, fixing, flipping, all that kind of stuff. Did okay, but then got, you know, real estate's up and down. So along that way, I'm like, I've got to get better with business, right? So I started learning, educating, listening to podcasts, reading all the books I could, just becoming so much better at business. And the most current all in was I recently decided to put all of my life experiences from a personal standpoint and then my business knowledge and experience into life coaching. So I'm currently all in on life coaching and, you know, giving back, helping, uh, you know, helping people with, cause with their personal traumas, their pains, their fears, their anxieties and, and help them become better because that's what we all want a better, happy, happier life. Right. So yeah. uh, that's currently what I'm all in on. Nice. Well, there's a there's a couple of little stories in there, and, and right at the the get go, there was a was a really significant one. I just wanted to pull on mm-hmm. that thread a little bit, if I could. Where you, absolutely you, you finish college or university, as we know it here in Australia, come out as a qualified lawyer. I, I'm assuming. What what type yeah. of lawyer are you? Yeah. A commercial lawyer, criminal? What is it? Uh, you know, in, in America, I don't know if y'all are different. When you come out of law school, it's really kind of a general degree, so you don't really specialize in school. You end up specializing with whatever you end up practicing in. And the job I got out of law school was contract law. Exciting, right? So I spent all day reading these like 30, 40, 50 page. They were telecom contracts. Exciting stuff. So that's kind of what I ended up inadvertently specializing in. So, so what, what happened? Like, obviously, that's not what you wanted to do, but you spent all of that time at college studying and making your way through, getting qualified, and then all of a sudden you find yourself doing something you absolutely hate. That must have been an all-in commitment for itself to kind of leave that career behind and move on to something else. No, you know, it probably is for most people looking at it. It, it, That thought process never went through my head when I did that. Two things. When I started law school, I knew within the first six weeks I didn't want to be a lawyer. Yeah, I know, right? I I just didn't like the people. I didn't like the topic. I didn't anyway. But as a person who couldn't see, it was one of those things where I knew I would always be employable as a lawyer. Right. So I finished it as a backup plan. Plus, law the skills that you learn, whether it's research, whether it's law or how to write, they're invaluable in anything that you're going to do in life. So I knew that education wouldn't be wasted. Just the title of lawyer would be wasted. So I, I never really viewed it as like a, a big deal, although you know, like I said it really was. And it benefits me to this day. I mean, it benefits me in my public speaking career. It benefits me in my marketing writing. It benefits me in researching for, for my marketing. It, it, it's, I use it every day. So, Yeah, absolutely. It's you know, the title of lawyer or the title that you, you achieve when you're at university and studying, that, 
doesn't necessarily define who you are as a person anyway. No. What what really right. matters is is your commitment to success and whatever it is that you're you're trying to achieve. How did you end up as a coach? I mean, how did you go from the transition of you know, property into into marketing and then into coaching. That's that's a pretty big commitment yourself, right? That is. Um, you know, like I said, it was once I once I got the business bug, I really wanted to learn everything I possibly could about business because my goal in life and anything I do is to be the best I possibly can at it. So like I said, I started doing a podcast, I started reading, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I started talking to people who were more experienced than me. And just through all of that knowledge and education and then just dealing with people who aren't good at that kind of stuff. It was like, you know, I really need to give back and teach. Because my mom was a teacher, too. I really need to give back and teach and help people navigate business. Because business isn't hard from the fundamental standpoint. Nothing about business is complicated. But going through all the crap of, like, figuring out good vendors, figuring out what good marketing is, figuring out what the fundamentals are, that's what's hard because you get so many different opinions from so many different people. I just wanted to help navigate people through that and then help people. Business, it's weird. You learn a lot about yourself throughout the entrepreneurial journey because you keep forcing yourself to do things outside your comfort zone. And I want to help people deal with those fears that they find out by going throughout the, or, or insecurities. That just, it just seems like, you know, you learn so much by giving back. And it just seems like that's what I want to do with my life. Why do you think that people don't commit themselves why do you think that people don't go all in on stuff i mean as a as a coach as a as a business expert and somebody who's fundamentally had to commit and had to go all in pretty much because of the you know your physical disability that you have you you've mm-hmm. really got to commit to those things and, and go for it there as well why do you think that right. people that are able bodied can't get there either but you you got there you you managed to overcome right. all the challenges and obstacles that you've got you know, they people leave themselves back in plans. You know, it's kind of like they it, say, like the Trojan War when they went in, they burned all the ships when they landed because they didn't want to like have the have that mm-hmm. escape. You know, the, everybody leaves themselves back in plans, which, which is not bad in business. It, it, it's not, but if you never commit yourself fully to what you're doing, you're not ever going to make those sacrifices. Stay up super late, do the networking. You know, eat cut back on your luxury expenses for a while because you're trying to establish that business. Uh, and then in America, there's always that narrative of get the stable job, get the insurance, you know, yeah. get that paycheck that comes in all the time. That's a very strong narrative and people love security. And there is an illusion that jobs are security when the reality is uh, employer can fire you, can fire you, can fire you at any time. And all that stuff is gone. So they kind of buy into the illusion and the myth of security when, in my opinion, real security comes from controlling your own destiny. And you do that through starting your own venture. But not not everybody's geared for that, you know? Not everybody's geared for that. But those that are, you know, the key is going all in. Yeah, that's beautifully said, man. And I would would definitely echo that as well. When you're in charge of your own destiny and in charge of your own life, then things feel a whole lot better. And that's not to kind of rain on anybody's parade about having a job. No. Having a job is a good thing. I've had plenty of jobs. Absolutely. And, you know, being a, a valuable contributing member of society and to other people's businesses is a, is a wonderful way to, to make a living and to Absolutely. live in the world. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, but and everybody has the personality. Oh, is a good thing too. Right, right, right. I, I also find that, you know, for me, one of the things that I've noticed about hearing other people's go all in stories and you, know, you, you touched on it there for a second. I, I just wanted to kind of back up on it a little bit was mm-hmm. 
you know what, I, I think people lack the determination to succeed because of the backup plan. And mm-hmm. I was doing, so I was writing some blog posts the other day and, and writing some articles and editing some work for some other people that needed a bit of a hand with some stuff. And I told this lady's story recently, her name is Hannah, and, and she suffered from a thing called Lyme disease. And it's a really yep. debilitating mm-hmm. chronic disease that people suffer yep. from. And it's really super hard to diagnose. And it didn't help Hannah that here in Australia, that's actually not recognized by doctors. I think it is now, but when oh, she okay. way back when it was like, well, you don't have that. That's not a thing here in Australia, even though she was sick with that. And for her, nothing worked. And she was, you know, she was virtually on her deathbed, the poor girl. And she had to kind of rise up above everything and look for that inward determination to actually survive and to fight through it. And I think if we, you know, in life, it's hard to find that determination unless you're faced with a life or death circumstance. I mean, life is, mm-hmm. let's face it, it's not easy all the time, but, you know, I've got, right. a, I've got a tummy full of food. I've got money in my pocket and, and, and a roof over my head with clean running water. It's, it's actually not mm-hmm. that hard. So it's kind of easy to be soft in a relatively yeah. society. And that kind of breeds a lack of determination to succeed and, and to cut through. Tell me, Ryan, when you see clients break through and you help them break through, what does that feel like for you? That's why I do it, man. I mean, it's the most amazing thing because uh, you're helping someone reach their potential. And more importantly, you're helping them reach a potential that they probably didn't even know they had. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that's a super powerful thing. And, and it's exciting because once they see their potential – it's like the entire world opens up for them and they see opportunities everywhere because they are opportunities are everywhere. Once you start looking for them and it's just such a cool, powerful, it's an empowering experience as well as a coach. Is, is there a common thread that you see amongst people to try and get there? I mean, people in bring you on as their coach, they employ you for the services, you, you get them started and you've obviously got to get to the bottom of everything first. You've got to get a bit of background and stuff. Is there a common thread that kind of turns the light bulb on for people? You know, it's really kind of, it's challenging their beliefs. We all have our own narrative. I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough because I'm a female. I'm, my dad was an alcoholic. You know, we, we all have these narratives that we tell ourselves and they're, they're, they're limiting now narratives. But we don't realize that because we've had these narratives, most of us, since childhood. And they're such a part of us that they almost play in the background. We just never examine it. But once you start listening to people's story and listen to them talk, you start to really hear these limiting beliefs. And once you bring it up and start challenging it and bring it to the forefront of their minds, they start to realize, you know what? The fact that I'm female doesn't mean I can't go start my own business or doesn't mean I can't become a CEO. The fact that my, my dad was an alcoholic really doesn't mean that I'm going to be an alcoholic or does it mean that I'm not good enough because he told me that my entire life that's just some drunk guy that told me that and and once they realize that these limiting beliefs are there and what they're actually doing to their thought process their life and how he told them back that right there is the, the thread the common thread that you see is those limiting beliefs so do, do, the, do people have the same sort of limiting beliefs not everyone, but there's definitely a lot of commonalities among people. You know, whether it's, it's whether it's intelligence, whether it's something like, like alcoholic parents, whether it's I grew up poor, whether it's yeah. So there, there are definitely there are definite threads. Like you know, like for me, not being able to see. You know, for my limiting belief for the longest time was why would a female who has everything going for her want to date a guy who can see? And it wasn't. It was more than that. It was more like 
they can find someone who is equally as intelligent, attractive, personable, whatever as I am, but can see. So why would they choose that guy over me? That was my limiting belief for the longest time. And I had to work through that. Uh, and, I'm, and I'm still working through that in a lot of ways. But that, see how pervasive that is? And so that, for a long time, inter- affected my interactions with, with attractive females. Uh, because I'm like, what's the point of trying? She's not going to want to go out with me anyway. And that's not true. But like I said, it was pervasive for a long time for me. And, so. and has your experience been different when you challenge those limiting beliefs? Uh, yeah, it has, actually. You know, I... I it's funny because I have lots of incredible female friends and it's, and it's for the same reason uh, because I, I'm, I am the person who is fun, engaging, whatever. And so I attract those type of females. I just make them friends because I was, I was too scared to ask them out. But then when I do, like I said, challenge those beliefs, go on and like, you know what? Don't be scared. Ask them. Yeah, absolutely. It makes everything completely different because you know, that confidence, that self-assurance, uh, it's an attractive quality. And I've gotten to the point where I'd rather have, them be the person tell me no then me be the person to tell me no yeah it comes back to that classic podcasting question that i've heard a couple of times on a few other shows recently which i really like and 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 the question goes like this people say you know would you would you rather lose every game that you played or never play the game and the answer is inevitably i'd rather lose every game that i play because at least if i go Mm -hmm. out there i've got a chance of of winning right. and putting yourself mm-hmm. out there to do it mm-hmm. like that as well. Would you agree with that? I absolutely agree with that. I, mean, I agree with that with everything in life, whether it's dating, whether it's business, whether it's jobs, whether it's promotions. I'm all about the chance. And if you try, you always have a chance. If you never try, you're right. You're going to shoot. You're going to be zero out of zero. But I want that chance because you never know what may happen. You know what? I, I think, you know, that female dating thing that you're talking about, that affects everybody. It doesn't matter if you're able-bodied or you can't see. Um, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel the same way about asking my missus out or asking my missus for something, you know, and it's the same, mm-hmm. same sort of thing. Everybody has the same sorts of insecurities. It's, it's pretty interesting. And I really appreciate you sharing that little bit of vulnerability with us there, mate. It's, it's just yeah. the same for everybody as it is is for you as well. Tell me, mate, if there's people listening to this show and there's a lot of young entrepreneurs that I get a lot of feedback from all the time, what Mm -hmm. would you say to somebody that's about to take the leap into business and and have a crack at it for themselves and they were about to go all in on something? What what words of wisdom would Ryan Anderson have to part? (sighs) You know, it's not as sexy as you think when you look at Facebook or Instagram or even LinkedIn sometimes. I mean, I mean, there's a lot of money out there. There's a lot of opportunity out there, but it's a lot of hard work. There's a lot of funnies out there on Facebook and, and, and Instagram who are like showing the good show, the, 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 the amazing cars, the attractive women, the how easy this is. It's not easy. Be prepared for work. Be prepared for sacrifice. Be prepared for ups and downs. Be prepared to put yourself out there. But the journey is absolutely worth it you will learn more about yourself in six months as as an entrepreneur than you will 20 years uh as working for somebody else because you're gonna have to figure it out and just get used to figuring stuff out and find a mentor whether it's a coach you pay for whether it's somebody that works or is where you want to be in life and you take them out to lunch whatever maybe find somebody who can kind of show you the way who can give you the blueprint but more importantly who you can bounce your thoughts your fears uh, your emotions off of because entrepreneurial, like the entrepreneurial journey is it's crazy, and you need someone to let you know that you know it, it works out. You're not crazy for trying this, 
just keep doing what you're doing, have a little faith, and it'll work out. But don't expect success overnight. Overnight successes are only overnight because you just now heard about them. They put a lot of work, a lot of years into them before you ever heard about them. Yeah, that's uh, that's beautifully said, and that's that's beautiful advice. I would echo that after many years in business myself as well. I understand exactly what that's like. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not a glamorous thing, but it can be. It can be extremely glamorous. Absolutely. If you want it to be, it can be very glamorous, and success can come quickly if you're at the right place at the right time and you work mm-hmm. hard enough for it. But you know, it doesn't come without its pitfalls and without the difficult thing. What would you say to somebody that was starting off and, and they were on their journey six months in, but motivation is, is waxing and waning. It's becoming really hard and they're not sure if they want to continue. How, how do you help people to continue to be motivated? You know, the reality is if you, this one sounds so cliche, if you love what you're doing, the passion should kind of be easy. It should kind of come from itself. I mean, everybody hates doing some of the same drudgery, everyday stuff that you have to do to be successful. But you should be excited about whatever you're doing. And if you're not excited about it, you really could be in the wrong, whether it's area of entrepreneur or maybe you're just not meant to be an entrepreneur. Maybe you're just meant to have somebody to work for somebody and help uh, like, be the best person to help them succeed. So like I said, it just sounds so cliche that passion really does you know, kind of feel purpose. But when you, when you have your purpose, passion comes with it. So it really is my important key to find out what your purpose is and once you do uh, the rest of it kind of becomes easy as far as motivation yeah that's it's very true and it's and it's easy to say to chuck out all of those cliche things out there because they are mm-hmm. and people are always there's just so many naysayers out there that say oh you can't do your hobby for a job or you can't follow your passion like that you have to go and get a real job and i was having a really interesting conversation with a mate of mine recently and, and he was talking about because uh, my son had just finished school. He, so he's finished the last okay. year of high school. He's about to kick off university early next year and go on and study to be a, um, a high school math teacher, which is a, mm-hmm. a pretty noble profession. It's about as mm-hmm. far as the apple falls from the tree from me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For that profession. And we were, we were talking about just younger people, how you know, when they're 13, 14, you tell them, as a parent that, hey, you can, you can be or do or have whatever you want. But the minute they finish school, most parents will say to kids, go and get a job, go and get yourself yep. out. Because being and doing and whatever you want to have that I told you four or five years ago doesn't apply now because now you're in the mm-hmm. real world. You've got to go and get a job. But mm-hmm. I, I think not enough people follow their passion. Not enough people really pursue it hard enough because there's, they're lacking the determination there. And it's a very distracted world that we live in. What would you say to that? Yeah. You know, I, I agree with you. Like for me, I was lucky because kind of like you, uh, my dad owned his own business for 30 years. He owned a dairy for 30 years. So I grew up with a father that was entrepreneurial. So like I had, you know, that kind of role model from the standpoint of like, it can be done. It's viable. You can make good money. It's a great life. Uh, and then I had a mom that was a teacher for, you know, all kinds of years. So I saw that model as well. And then, you know, when I got my, I went and got a job and realized I hate, Listening, I hate having someone tell me what to do. I hate, you know, having them dictate my life, my day, whatever. And I'm, I just realized, from my personality, controlling my own destiny was what I needed to do for my life. But you know, we are really, really distracted now, and and, and the information age is great. It's so wonderful that we can type in the search and find out all kinds of information. But the other problem is, there's so much information out there. What do you listen to? Right? I find that as well. So, you know, 
it kind of goes back to what you said, like to finding your purpose. I think a lot of it's also knowing your risks, risk tolerance. Because uh, like I said, having that steady paycheck is a lot of security. You may make more as an entrepreneur, but you know, it's going to be scary for a while. And, and knowing who you are at your core, I think kind of helps make those decisions for you as well. I'm not sure I really answered your question, but <laughs> no, no, you did. You know, I, I think it's about it's about purpose, it's about passion, it's about you know, it's that understanding your why. You know, and, mm-hmm. and if you uncover your why, you'll uncover that how as well at the same time. But how does how does a younger person? Because we have a lot of young people that live to the listen to the Golden right. podcast. How does a young person work out what personality type they are and and, and what sort of personality that they should, you know? what job yeah. role or what thing their personality fits in with. How do they work that out? What would you say to them? You know, this is going to be something that I don't know if a lot of people see. The answer is you go out when you're young and you try a bunch of different stuff and figure out what sticks, right? You know, you know, maybe you do. We have like a lot of sororities and fraternities in America. I don't know if y'all do. Maybe you try that. Maybe that's for you. Maybe you're the kind of person that likes being around people and networking. You know, maybe you're the kind of person that wants to, sit behind a desk all day and do the research and writing. You know, maybe you, maybe you want to be the person who's engaging and trying to sell something to people. Uh, you know, maybe you're a builder or an inventor and, and you love working with your hands. You don't know any of that stuff unless you go and try do a bunch of different stuff. And the cool thing about it is those may not work out, but you're going to meet interesting people along the way. You'll build your network along the way and you'll figure out who you are along the way. Because you never really know who you are or how you're going to react to something until you're in a situation to figure out what are my values, what what are my beliefs, do I believe in telling people the truth all the time, do I believe in in lying, do I, and, and you're not going to find figure that out until you're in that situation, and so that that's what I suggest. Just go out and try, figure out. Beautiful, beautiful, and don't be afraid to fail. You know, nothing wrong with right. Failing. failing sucks. You know, right. I want to. I want right. to qualify that. You know, I don't want anybody to go out and fail. But if you go out and try things and you don't like them and you and you fail at them because you're not so good at them, it doesn't mean that that's the end of the world. Not everything you do, right. apply your mind to, is necessarily going to work out for you. But don't be afraid to have a go at things that you're not so inclined to do or would otherwise be a little bit afraid of because you never know what happens on the other side of that. And um, that's that's something that I would wholeheartedly encourage as well. Uh, Brian, I'd like to take you back off of failure, if you don't mind. Um, yeah, go ahead. Because this is, this is how I feel about failure. Once you realize that everybody in life fails at something, I mean, the most successful people in the world have tried something and failed. Once you kind of realize that you're in the same, like, you know, you're, you're among a bunch of successful people who've done that, you kind of realize that, like I said, failure isn't the end of the world. Uh, it, and it doesn't mean that you're not good enough, and it doesn't mean that you won't succeed. What it means is you're not good enough right now or you haven't found your passion. So just keep trying because that's where the, that's where you really learn either who you are or learn about what you're trying to do. That's how you gain skill. You fail, you figure out I'm not good enough, where I'm not good enough, why am I not good enough? And you go out and you learn and you, and you grow. That's how you do it. Yeah. My, my brother and I, um, been in business for some time together as well. And, and we built a software product, um, that, and the feature set for that software product is almost finished. In fact, it should be finished at the end of this weekend. I make it sound as though we just started it last week, but it's been a three year process to get here. Mm -hmm. Um, It's been a, a long time to, to work out what to do to get live feedback from the market, to make all the mistakes and, 
you know, you find yourself on a path as an entrepreneur, particularly in a, in a SaaS scenario where mm-hmm. um, you're not entirely sure if this is a good idea or to keep putting money into this thing because you just never know. And, and in some ways, we got so far down the path that there was almost no turning back. And I distinctly remember walking out of the office one day with him. We're going, we're going for lunch and it was, a, it was a really super hot summer's day. And I kind of looked at him and he looked at me and we, we had been working all morning on this thing, trying to make it better and improve and see how we can make more sales and all this type of thing. Just the, the, usual, the usual hustle mm-hmm. and grind of entrepreneurship and you know, trying to invent something and bring it to life and find the market mm-hmm. and put that together. And he looked at me and he said, you know, what do you think? And I, and I looked back at him and I said, man, we're, we're so far down, down the track. And, and he looked back and I remember he said, you know, well, it's the gutter. Well, it's the penthouse. There's nothing in That's between. exactly right. That's you know, exactly we're, right. We're going to keep going until we're either broke and destitute and living on the street or we're living in the penthouse. There, there was nothing mm-hmm. in between. And, I, and that kind of reinvigorated me and, you know, I forgot about all the hardship that we'd been through and all the money that it cost. It was like, well, yeah, if he's willing to keep going and, and keep pushing forward and forging ahead than I am as well. And it was great to have that level of support, you know, and even better because he's my brother as well, you know, and I love the guy. Right. Him. I often feel I'm either a genius or a complete and total moron. Just depends. <laughs> you know, you go through those days like like everything. I either know something someone else doesn't know or I'm so far off the mark that I am like the biggest idiot on the planet. And it's kind of the same concept, you know. Uh, you're going to have those feelings as an entrepreneur. Yeah, it's interesting that the the swings that you have as an entrepreneur are interesting, you know, like the gutter or the penthouse genius or, or doofus, mm-hmm. something like mm-hmm. that, you know, or, you know, mm-hmm. gazillionaire or, or, or broke as there's always something. For some reason, there's no happy medium in there. No, Although there can be and there should be. And yeah. that's something that we should all strive for. Just be aware if you're on the journey, on the path to entrepreneurship, then that can actually happen and it happens more frequently than it's. That's not the exception. That's the rule. The exception right. is that it is. Got a bit of certainty about it. So, Brian, I wanted to ask you what projects are you working on at the moment, mate? Have you got anything interesting on your horizon? What's it look like for you? You know, I'm working on, as always, I'm working on speaking, finding big speaking events. I really like telling my story. I really like helping people giving back. As always, growing my coaching business. Same reasons. I like giving back. I like helping people. I like letting them. I help working their mindset. That's a huge passion of mine because. I know how far my mindset has taken me. I'm continually working on my mindset. I know how far it will take me. And I want to help people, you know, find that kind of confidence and belief in themselves. And those are my, those are my big projects right now. Plus, I'm always having a good time, man. So fun should always be a project for everyone. Have you got some speaking geeks coming up in the next uh, 12 months? I, you know, not yet. I just gave one back in October at one of our local colleges. And it went super well. So I'm hoping to get some more at some local colleges. Uh, I wouldn't mind going international. One of my passions in life, one of my dreams in life is to go to Australia. So I would love to get a speaking gig in Australia and, you know, have all expenses paid type thing to Australia. So, um, yeah, I'm all, that's what I'm working on. Fantastic, fantastic. All right, mate. And, and tell me about some of your daily non-negotiables. What is it that you do on a daily basis to keep yourself sharp and focused and keeps on bringing your A game? Is, there, is it yoga? Is it Pilates? What is it that you're doing? It's working out, working out every day, whether it's yoga, whether it's body weight, whether it's lifting, because I do, I do mostly lifting and yoga, body weight and then yoga three days a week. Working out is always non-negotiable. Just you know, it's my stress relief. Increase, they increase blood flow, which helps with intelligence. And it's almost like my Zen place. It's amazing how when I'm something's going on, 
how much I work out and work through it while I'm working out because I'm not thinking about it, right? I kind of am, but I'm not. Mm -hmm. And that's my non-negotiable is working out as always. Everything else is, is pretty flexible. You know, I'm always available for phone calls or emails or business meetings or whatever, but that's my big non-negotiable. But I'm, I'm always reading. I'm always doing other stuff too. They're just not as non-negotiable. Are you, are you doing your workouts on the front end of the day or on the back end of the day? When I was in law school, it was like the front end of the day because it was the only time of my day that I can control. Now that I'm my own business person, a lot of times it ends up being at the back end of the day, but it really kind of depends on what my day looks like. Like today, I did it right before our interview. So, you know, late afternoon here in America for us, you know, when I was, I was at a family event over the weekend, so it was in the morning. So it kind of, it really depends on my day. Okay, yeah. when I do it, as long as I get it done. Yeah, I, I would I would echo that as well. You know, that's probably my biggest daily non-negotiable is some sort of physical activity. And, you know, from mm -hmm. time to time, I find myself in the gym at 11 or 12 o'clock in the evening just because I haven't had a chance to do that. And yep. you know, it's the hardest mm -hmm. thing in the world to drag your sorry ass down to the gym, get in the car and do it in the middle of the night. But you, know, you always feel a whole lot better and have a little line in the morning, go and get up and do it all again. So absolutely would echo that loud and clear so that's really cool. you know when you're, when you're you know not 25 anymore it kind of feels good looking better than all your mates too right <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I mean gotta admit to that a little bit <laughs> so. i still look like i'm 25 what are you talking about you know i, I do too right as long as we're on a <laughs> podcast i'll we'll both look that way <laughs> the gray hair is a bit of a giveaway but anyway i'll still take the the youthful <laughs> complexion from the aussie sun there you go <laughs> it's been kind to me. All right, Ryan. Well, if people want to connect with you and they want to learn more about you, where can they reach out to you? Best place is my website, Ryan, R-Y-O-N, Anderson, A-N-D-E-R-S-O-N.com. My website or my Facebook page is Ryan Anderson Media, and it's at Coach Ryan, again, with R-Y-O-N. And then the company that we do a lot of our life coaching with is Catapult Enterprises, but Catapult is K-A-T. A-P-U-L-T-E-N-T.com. Okay, fantastic. Well, I'll make sure all of those links and the links to your socials are included in the show notes for this show. We really appreciate you coming on the Goal In Podcast and sharing a little bit of your story and your wise knowledge and really cool business and coaching advice. Mate, have you got any parting shots for us before we go? You know, we're in such a hustle and bustle of time in life. Remember, life's all about fun it's about the journey it's about the friends the family that the experiences that you have those are what makes life interesting fun dynamic money's great but money really exists so you can do that kind of stuff you know beautiful. that's my parting thought beautifully yeah. said mate thank you so much and thanks again for coming on the show mate i'll make sure that all of those details are in the show notes so people can reach out and connect with you thanks again and we'll speak to you soon bye for now mate cool bye